Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Blaze Experience once again. I am your host, Derek, as always, and you are joining us for episode 67 today. Today's episode is going to be another State of Decay episode, and today we're going to talk about how to manage outposts in the game. So there's a lot of different types of outposts you can get in the game, and we're going to talk about which outposts are better. We're going to rank those outposts. But in addition to that, we're also going to kind of discuss some of the meta and how to actually manage your outpost properly. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and I have some suggestions for potential new outposts in the future as well. So that's kind of what today's episode is geared towards. It's basically a full episode on outposts in the game and, you know, how to manage those properly, because I think a lot of people, they just grab whatever outpost they see, and they don't really think about as much in depth what outposts you should be grabbing, you know, what mix of outposts you should have, and things like that. But before we get into that, our next stream is going to be possibly on Sunday night. So you're going to be hearing this on a Saturday. And on the Sunday, it, there might be a stream. Uh, I'm not quite sure yet. If there's not a stream on Sunday, I would probably try to do one on a Tuesday. But the Tuesday won't be during the day. If there's one on Sunday, it'll I'll be at night. The next podcast is going to be next Saturday on State of Decay 2 again. I'm not going to have a Wednesday podcast because as I announced last episode, we're going to be making some changes to the podcast. So uh, basically the one year anniversary of the podcast is coming up on March 16th. So we are going to be making a lot of changes. I have a lot of things that I'm trying to figure out and work on. There's going to be a lot of changes to the schedule of the podcast and everything down the line so basically in order to prepare for all those changes uh, what i'm doing is i'm cutting back on some of the episodes currently and then we're going to hit the ground running with all the new changes on march 16th so um there will be i won't mention too much about these changes yet because i haven't cited them in full but there are going to be some differences and we might um, cut back in some areas, but add other things in other areas. So there's still going to be a lot going on. It's just we might refocus a little bit and have some things cut back and then add in some other things in different spots. So it's a little bit hard to explain right now because I haven't figured it all out yet. But basically, just know that there's a lot of changes coming. All of them are going to be good for the podcast, uh, my streaming everything down the line so a lot of them are going to be you know really good changes that i think you'll all enjoy so stay tuned for that it should be a lot of fun but basically you're probably only going to have one more wednesday episode between now and march 16th i'm thinking i'm going to try and do an episode on crackdown 3 which i think would be a fun episode to do and you know talk about when that game comes out so i'll i'll talk about that game and kind of see how it is but besides that game I don't think right now there's going to be another Wednesday episode until March 16th. And I'm going to try and keep up the uh, weekly State of the K podcast until that time. And then we'll kind of announce, you know, what we're doing going forward. But the only thing I will definitely make sure to let everyone know is State of the K coverage is not going anywhere. I might uh, change things slightly, but there will still be State of the K coverage and you will still get plenty of coverage. So. Don't worry about that. There's still going to be plenty of State of Decay coverage. It's just I might be changing things slightly around, and we'll see where we go from there. And amidst those changes, there might be one week between now and March 16th that I end up 
taking a week off fully, which means I might take a week that has no State of Decay podcast, no Wednesday podcast, just one week completely off, which since I started the podcast hasn't really happened often. I have one week in December that I missed a week because Undead Trials 2 was going on. It took a lot out of me. So that was the only week I really missed after I had a little hiatus. Uh, There was a time period between, I think it was was a little bit in the summer. It was around May, June, or July. I had like about a month. I didn't really do this podcast because I had a lot going on at the time and I had a small hiatus, but... Ever since I came back from that, we've been going strong, and we've had at least one podcast every week, a lot of weeks too, all the way from then until now, except that one week in December. So uh, there haven't been a lot of weeks skipped. I might skip one week between now and March 16th just to get ready for all the changes that are coming because I'm going to try and open up Patreon and try to focus on the stream a little bit more. But also, the podcast won't go away or anything like that. I'm going to just try and um, focus on other areas as well to kind of grow everything at the same time. So it should be a lot of fun. And, you know, everyone that's sticking with me through this ride, I appreciate it. And I thank you for sticking with me. So it really means a lot. But that being said, that's enough about, you know, news and how we're going forward. Let's get into today's episode. So today we only have myself on. It's a solo episode today. So... I know we've had a lot of guests on, but I do still like doing these solo episodes at some points, so I will still be doing uh, some solo episodes, and today is one of those. And today is going to be how to manage outposts in State of Decay. So basically with your outposts, the key is to get a self-sustaining base, and you use your outposts to do that. So combined with all of the things you can build in your base, you know, the facilities and the mods you can put on them, you know, the facility mods. Combined with all those things, your outposts are really key to keeping your community happy and making sure that you have a self-sustaining base. So you obviously have your food meter, you have your materials, you have your meds, you have your ammo, your fuel. And basically with all these outposts, you just want to use these outposts to kind of work them together with the things in your base and have a self-sustaining community. So essentially what self-sustaining means is you're not losing anything per day. So you're not losing food per day. You're not like, oh, I have minus two food per day, or I have, you know, minus two meds per day. You want to make sure that everything you have is all either at zero, meaning you're not, you know, gaining or losing anything per day, or that you're actually gaining supplies every day. So the best thing is obviously, you know, for, oh, I have plus two ammo per day. I have plus two meds per day. I have plus one food per day. Like, obviously, that's the best is if you can get everything to the plus category. But if you can at least get it to zero, that's good enough because you're not losing anything per day. And that's what you want. So the outposts are the best way to facilitate this because those outposts have a lot of different options that you can use. And it's really handy to use these to help better your community. There's obviously hero bonuses. There's... um, some community skills like lichenology, things like that, that can actually help as well. But these outposts are kind of your bread and butter for making community really sustained properly. And with these outposts, there was something that was patched uh, in an earlier patch that a lot of people were just destroying outposts, making a new one, and then using that for a supply locker as they go along, you know, searching things. 
And you can still do that, but now it actually doesn't refund you the full amount. So basically, there's some cost to actually doing like a roaming outpost. And I still do the roaming outpost sometimes. So it is still a viable thing to do. But you just want to make sure that you're picking the right outpost to do that with because you don't want to pick an outpost that is really crucial to your survival and get rid of that one. Like, oh, I got rid of my ammo outpost. Now I have to try and find another one at some point. Like, you want to make sure you're picking the right outpost that you don't really need that much. And with these outposts, it's really important that you actually spread them out throughout the map because if you have all the outposts, like by your base, for example, that doesn't really help anyone. What you want to do is you want to have the outpost spread out throughout the map because you want to have it so if you're ever in a bad situation, you always have an outpost fairly close by and you can run to your locker and, you know, get more supplies. So you always want to have it fairly close by. Obviously, the maps are so big that you can't have an outpost, you know, every five steps away from you, but you can at least have them close enough. That way, there's some outpost in the vicinity of you. And that's kind of what you want. You want, okay, I have an outpost in the southeast. I have an outpost in the northwest. You want outposts all over the map. That way, anywhere you are, there's at least an outpost somewhere close by. And that's kind of the biggest key with the outpost is to try and spread them out, but also use them to sustain your base. So it takes a lot of, you know, planning to do this correctly. But if you plan properly, you can get the right outposts you need in the right spots. And basically with the outposts, you want to get the ones that give you the benefits that are harder to obtain in other ways. So, for example, you know, food rucksacks are fairly common. Uh, parts are really easy to get. And there's many other ways of getting parts. You can break down weapons and get parts. You can use piles of weapons remains and make those into parts as well. So there's plenty of ways to get parts. And food is pretty abundant as well. Which now with the latest patch, you can actually make these things too so it's even easier but the ones that you have a harder time getting are the ones that you want in your outpost so without further ado let's actually talk about the outposts that we have in the game so we have a food outpost which naturally gives you one food basically you're gaining one food per day from the outpost you have a materials outpost this gives you one materials per day you have a medical outpost this gives you one meds per day you have a fuel outpost. The fuel outpost will give you one fuel per day. You have an ammo outpost. The ammo outpost will give you one ammo per day. You have a beds outpost, which basically gives you two extra beds for your people to sleep in per day. So essentially, it just takes up two beds that you wouldn't need to actually have in your base. They're basically like side beds that, you know, these people can sleep in the outpost instead. That's kind of how that works. And then it's pretty rare... There's not that many in the game, and honestly, I haven't seen one in a long time, so they could have possibly patched it out, but I know at one point in the game, there were such things as parts outposts, where you could um, claim the outpost, and it gives you plus 25 parts per day, so that was a thing at one point. I haven't seen it in a long time, though, so then again, I haven't been looking specifically for it, so... I mean, if you specifically look for it, you might still find it, but I haven't actually, you know, gone out and tried to look for it in a long time. But a parts outpost did definitely exist at one point. I'm not sure if it still exists. So basically, as I was saying with the outposts, the things you want most are, with these outposts, are the ones that are harder to get in other ways. So 
Hearts are pretty easy to get. Food is fairly easy to get. Materials, that's fairly easy to get. The ammo, that is not the easiest to get. And now that they've made ways to actually make supplies, it's a little bit better for, you know, things like meds, ammo, you know, fuel. It's a little bit better for this stuff because you at least have other options now. But even with having these options, I would still say that ammo is a little bit scarcer to find in the world. And for that reason, that is, you know, a little bit higher of a priority. So you can use your supplies to make these now, but it's a little bit higher of a priority to have the ones that you won't find as often in the world. So you can make your ammo, you can make your meds now, you can make your food. Feel, I think I was wrong, on actually. I'm not sure if you can make the feel one, but... Feel is pretty abundant anyway, so you're not going to have to worry about feel too much. So the one that you definitely can't make, though, is a beds outpost. And that is one that you wouldn't think would be that valuable. But honestly, it's a pretty valuable outpost. The beds outpost, it's so valuable because it takes up room that you don't need to take up in your base. So just think about it. Say you have a barracks in your base. Instead of having that barracks, if you had like four beds outpost, that covers you right there. So, uh, yes, it's, you know, four outposts taken up by beds, which is a lot. But if you have another way to be sustainable inside your base, you're not wasting a large slot on your barracks now. And that can be handy because that large slot used on something else, that can be nice. So I'm a big proponent of using bed outposts to kind of fulfill your base a little bit. I mean, obviously, if it's a place like the container fort that, you know, the beds come for free, then okay, you know, they came for free anyway, so you don't have to worry about it. But there's some bases that really, you know, have no beds at all. And it's kind of a challenge to get the bed situation under control. So outposts are definitely a way to do that. So essentially with these outposts, all you need to do is just think, okay, what do I need most? And what can I actually find in other places? If you are desperate for something at that moment, then okay, you know, if you're desperate for food and you really need the food badly, then make a food outpost. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what they're there for. But if you're thinking long term, okay, what do I want as my long term outpost? Food is not one of the ones I would have highest up my list because food is pretty abundant in the world. And also you can make food rock sacks now. So you don't really need it as much. But something like, a beds outpost or a parts outpost, those are things that you can't, but something like a beds outpost or a materials outpost, those are things that are, you know, maybe a little bit harder to get because you can't actually make them now. They might be a little bit harder to find in the world. So you have to kind of weigh things out and see, okay, let me take on one hand, how easy is this to find in the world? Secondly, let me look at, okay, can I make this? Third, let me look at, what do I actually need most? You know, you might feel might be a little bit harder to find than some of these other things, but you don't really need fuel as often. So fuel kind of, you know, ranks down lower a little bit because when do you really need fuel? I mean, you can just go to a gas station, find a couple of fuel cans. You're pretty much good. You don't really need fuel that often, at least in the current state of the game. I mean, you know, this difficulty update is coming at some point, so... You know, when that does come, uh, we'll see how that gets implemented. But, you know, maybe you're going to need fuel uh, more often than that. We'll see. You know, maybe like cars run out of gas in like five seconds. You never know. 
course, if it ran out of gas in five seconds, that would definitely be uh, pretty challenging, and you definitely need fuel a lot, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, currently, fuel is not a resource, though, that you need too often. I mean, I'm sitting at, you know, 40, 50, or however much my storage capacity is. I'm sitting at a lot of fuel just sitting my base rotting away most times because I just never need But before we actually rank the outpost, I did want to talk about a couple of uh, potential new ideas I have for outposts. Some of these I don't think work as well as others, but for example, you could have maybe a weapon outpost where it's kind of like um, starting with the Warlord Legacy Boom where you get a free weapon you know, randomly per day, but honestly, as I'm saying that, it's not like the greatest idea in the world, and I know that, and it's probably hard for them to implement. Well, maybe not, because they do have the things like the Sheriff Boom, which gives you things per day, but... Still, it seems a little bit cheap to get that from an outpost per day, but it's an idea I had. I just figured I'd throw it out there. Um, another one, though, is a consumables outpost, which I like a little bit better as an idea. So maybe, you know, each day from this outpost, you get uh, three bottles of painkillers or you get, you know, five stacks of bandages or who knows what you get. But it's something like that where you get some consumables and... They just kind of get delivered to your locker right away, which that'd be kind of cool to have an outpost like that. And I think that's a little bit more viable of an idea because you already have things like the share of boom, which gives you a lot of times meds every day. So that wouldn't be bad as an outpost, probably. Another one is a labor outpost, which in the current state of the game, labor is not really that important. So this outpost probably wouldn't get used that often, but it is an idea I had that could be implemented if you know the labor system was changed a little bit because currently the labor system it's pretty easy to deal with the labor situation and you never really run into trouble where like oh i can't make this right now i have no labor the only way you run into that problem is if you're making every single thing at once which if you're making every single thing at once then it's understandable that you have to wait a little while so um i would say you know maybe undead labs could increase the labor cost for everything in the game you know, maybe every building costs two people to do it instead of, you know, like if, if it's a one person building, maybe it costs two. If it's a two person building, maybe it costs three people. So I would just say increase the labor costs for everything and try that out maybe and see how that works. Because, you know, the labor right now just is too easy to manage. So this is where like a labor outpost could come into play if, you know, the costs were increased that labor outpost could actually help. You know, maybe it's, um, I don't know, like old lumber yard or something. And this outpost gives you an extra two labor per day, which that'd be kind of nice. And, you know, if labor was different, then that would actually be pretty handy. Now, the last idea I had, which I thought would be pretty cool, is it's probably my favorite out of my ideas, is the morale outpost. And I thought this would be really cool. You know, maybe like you have a community theater or... Maybe it's um, a racetrack or it's some kind of like entertainment area. And maybe, you know, having an outpost there is a really big morale boost. And that would be really cool because anyone that's struggling with morale or they have a community, you know, that just lost a person and they're kind of depressed. Having this outpost could give them, you know, maybe 10 morale a day or uh, 15 morale a day or however much end of labs decided to put it at, you know, whether it's 15, 20, 10, whatever amount is kind of more balanced. 
it would be nice to have that because it helps you manage your morale a little bit easier and they could have this outpost cost a little bit more. It wouldn't be, you know, your 300 influence or your 500 influence. Maybe this outpost costs, you know, seven or 800 influence just to claim it. And it's a little bit more costly, but you get a really nice benefit from it and you have that morale constantly. So that'd be kind of a cool idea for an outpost, I think, because it fits within the mechanics of the game. And I think it would help the mechanics of the game a lot, actually. So yeah, a morale outpost, you know, that could be a great idea. And I'd love to see that happen. But, I mean, that's pretty much the ideas I had. So um, now we can kind of move on to my rankings and, you know, rank these outpost types and see where they fall. So number seven on my list, which is the lowest one out of them, is the feel outpost. And the reason why I have feel outpost so low is because for the amount that you find in a game and the amount that you need it, it's just not that much. I mean... It's not like, you know, your community is going to starve and you need food or you need the meds to heal your people or you need the materials to build things. You really don't need fuel that often in the game. You only need it for refilling your cars. And the cars, you know, have pretty good uh, gas mileage right now and they don't need fuel that often. So you're probably, you know, going through a couple of fuel cans in one play session and that's it. So... You know, one rucksack carries, obviously, three potential fuel cans. So that's basically enough for one whole play session almost. So it's just one fuel rucksack. So you really don't use fuel that often. I mean, you can break it down to get some uh, Molotovs, maybe, if you needed those. But you can always make those in your base instead. So fuel is really not as much of a factor in this game right now. And, you know, maybe with the difficulty update, that'll change. But... The fuel outpost right now is not something that is that viable to you. I would only take it just to make your community sustainable. So maybe if you're losing a fuel per day for some reason, maybe you have a generator going, then take a fuel outpost just to make that back at zero at least. But it's not something that you're going to need in the game, really. I probably would even say, you know, don't make the fuel uh, plus one because if you get it to plus one where you're gaining fuel per day, you're really going to, you know, overstock yourself way too fast on fuel. I would say just keep your fuel at zero and then go find it in the world because you really don't need it that often. Number six on my list, as rare as it is to find these outposts, I would say it's the parts outpost, actually. It's not an outpost that's that useful to you because, number one, it's such a low cost. It's only plus 25 parts per day, which, I mean, that's not really that much. And you can get um, hero bonuses or, I believe, traits or... I forget what it was, but it's like a hero bonus or a trait or something that actually does give you plus 25 parts per day. So you can get that other ways as well. And honestly, the parts are pretty common in the game. I mean, if you go to any warehouse, you go to any construction site, you're going to probably find parts there. And you can probably find parts in abundance in just one session. So you really never need the 25 parts per day. It's kind of a waste of an outpost slot. It is nice to have that, though, just because it's so rare to find it. So that's what's weird about it is the rarity of this outpost does make it a little bit more unique. And it makes me want to use it just for that factor. But in terms of the functionality of it, it's not that functional to you because plus 25 parts a day, that's not really something you're going to need that much. Number five is the materials outpost. And again, this is ranked lower because it's not something you're going to need that often. 
you know, you're going to find a good chunk of materials in the world. And then on top of that, basically you only need materials when you're building your base. Once you have your base the way you want it, you don't really need materials anymore because say you move bases. If you move bases, it's going to break down everything you built into materials for you. And then you can just use those materials again. So once you get enough materials to build the stuff you want the first time, you really never need materials again. So maybe that's a change that Undead Labs can make in the future to kind of counteract that, where if you move bases, maybe you don't get all your materials back. Maybe you get, you know, 75% of them back or 80%. And this might upset some players, but I think it would balance things a little bit more to where you still need materials to actually get back to where you're at. Because if you're picking up and leaving bases, you know, that should come with some kind of cost. It shouldn't be just... Oh, let me just pick, pack up, leave, rebuild everything. There we go. We're done. It should come with some kind of cost because if this is happening in the real world, you know, you'd have to rebuild all that stuff from scratch. You might be able to take, you know, some items with you, but you're going to have to rebuild that from scratch. So I don't think they should go, you know, all the way in the other direction where you don't get any materials back. But I think they should reduce it a little bit where you get, you know, 80% materials back or maybe, you know, 70%, just somewhere around that range where you lose a little bit of materials, kind of like what happened with the outposts. I mean, with the outposts, they made the change where you actually lose some of your influence now if you destroy an outpost and buy another one. So I think that same change could happen with the materials outpost when you, um, or not with the materials outpost, but the same change could be installed with materials when you switch bases. But the materials outpost itself is just not that useful to you because there's other ways to combat that. I mean, the one way it is useful is if you're using a lot of materials per day, then you're going to be, you know, minus three, minus four in some cases. And you're going to be like, oh, shoot, I'm losing so many materials per day. I have to, you know, make an outpost to uh, counteract that, which, yes, that is a way to do that. But honestly, the best way to get your materials to be self-sustaining is just make a staging area. I pretty much always have a staging area in my base right now because the staging area helps so much and it just eliminates all cost materials, you know, and you don't have to worry about materials again. So that's what I do for that. I mean, technically, if you're, you know, minus two materials per day, you can make two materials outposts and then you're self-sustaining. So that does work. It's just using an outpost slot on materials. It's not the best use of your time. Number four is the food outpost. Now, the food outpost, you can actually make this in-game now, and it's pretty common to find these in the world, and that's why it's a little bit lower for me. On top of that, if you use things like hydroponics, you use, you know, farm level 3, if you use um, compost bins, there's a lot of ways to get food in the game and keep your people from being hungry. So, for me, that brings the outpost, you know, a little bit lower on the list because there's so many other ways to get food in the game that... You really don't need a food outpost that much unless you're in a, you know, dire situation, which if you're in a dire situation, you know, or you're just you're just starting the game out. OK, go ahead. Get a food outpost, you know, keep yourself, you know, sustained until you can actually get to a spot where you don't need it. But long term food outposts are really not much needed. Number three is a meds outpost and meds are a little bit less common to find in the world, but you also use less of them when you're playing as well. So that's why this is a little bit lower because with meds, you're only using, you know, the two per day for your infirmary. And then you use meds when you, you know, make some painkillers 
or if you make um, you know treatments go away, if you're making some kind of medical supply or you're healing somebody, you're going to be using meds. But honestly, that doesn't happen often enough where I can really justify a meds outpost being higher in my priorities because a meds outpost, it's nice to counteract you know that minus two food per day. It's nice to counteract that minus two meds per day that you have for your infirmary, but beyond that, you don't really need it that much. And plus, if one of your survivors has lichenology, you really don't need a meds outpost. So it just depends on your situation a little bit, but the meds aren't used that much in game. So for that reason, mostly, that's why I say meds outpost isn't your number one priority, but it is a priority to have um, gaining meds because... You want to at least have plus meds per day because that could come in handy if you have a survivor get hurt or if you want to make more painkillers. It's always, you know, worth it to have more painkillers and things like that in the game because you can never run out pretty much. I mean, you're always going to need them for your survivors. So, you know, if you ever get to a point where your meds are maxed out, okay, just use a couple of meds, you know, make some painkillers. There you go. And then at least you use them wisely. At least you use them for something that's going to matter in the game. Number two is the ammo outpost. Now, the ammo outpost is one that was a lot more useful where you could actually make ammo. Now that you can make ammo, it's a little bit less useful, but it's still pretty useful because the only ways to get ammo in the game are basically going to like a gun shop. You can go to like a military facility or something like that. That's most of the places you can find ammo rucksacks are going to be military oriented. and before this change where you could actually make them, it was basically you either find them at these, you know, sell them found places in the world, or you have to use an ammo outpost. And an ammo outpost is still pretty viable. Even though you can make ammo now, it's still viable to have an ammo outpost because it's so worth it. I mean, think about how much time, think about how much of the game you actually use ammo. Ammo is used all the time in the game, and it's very important to this game. So unlike meds, you're using ammo every second you play the game almost. I mean, you could be you know doing some melee runs or whatever you're trying to do, or you could be driving around, but use a lot of ammo in the game. So it's really important to have an ammo outpost. And even with the change where you can make ammo, I would definitely suggest having, you know, one or two ammo outposts, depending how many you have. If you have more than four outposts, you definitely should have at least two of them being ammo ones. But of course, that only leaves one left. So the number one outpost in the game, in my opinion, is the beds outpost. And you might be thinking, you know, a beds outpost. Number one, seriously, is this guy, you know, full of it? Like, what's wrong with this guy? Well, like I was talking about before, I mean, the beds outpost is not something that's easily replaced. Yes, there's facilities you can build in your base that, you know, take care of beds for you. You can build a red tile and bunk room and a small slot that takes care of five beds for you. You can build the barracks to take care of eight. You can build, you know, the regular beds that take care of a couple of beds. There's different types of beds you can build in the game that satisfy different numbers of needs. You know, the regular beds are obviously the worst ones because they can only fit two or three people if you upgrade. You know, the barracks, that takes up a large slot, which you don't really want to take up. The Red Talon Bunk Room is the best fit right now because that does take care of five beds and a small slot, but a lot of us, you know, have communities that are nine people or bigger, so just having five beds, that's not going to cut it. So you need more beds. 
And the beds outpost is such a handy thing to use because you basically take care of all of your beds somewhere else besides your base. And then that slot you would have had to use on beds, you can use that for something else. So imagine if there was no such thing as outpost. If outpost did not exist, you would have to get every single bed crammed into your base somehow. So you might have to use, you know, say you have a 12 person community. A 12 person community is possible. So you might have to put a barracks into your base, which covers eight beds. Then you might have to put, you know, a red tile and bunk room in a small slot that covers five beds. There's 13 beds right there. So you would technically be able to cover things like that still but think of all the things you couldn't build with taking up those two slots you take up that large slot you might not be able to build a stadium area you might not be able to build a farm level three you might not be able to build a lounge the small slot you might not be able to build a hydroponics now you might not be able to build a fighting gym if you like those i mean there's so many things that you wouldn't be able to do if you have two of those slots that are very important in your game taken up by beds because the beds really do nothing for you except keep your people a little bit happier and that's basically it so you're just basically keeping your people from rioting and honestly you're better off to just do that with outposts because why would you want all these beds in your base when you can use those beds to do something else you can just send all those beds outside into the outpost and there you go that's where they sleep is the outpost now i say this but I'm not saying, you know, get, okay, let's just get um, six beds outposts and call it a day. There we go. We got six beds outposts. That's 12 beds. All my beds are covered. There we go. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is use some kind of facility in your base that covers beds a little bit, but offset the rest of it with outposts. So I would probably use the red talent bunk room, put that in a small slot. That's five beds right there. And then whatever beds I need beyond that five beds, I would probably send out to an outpost. So if I have a community of nine, that's two beds outpost. If I have a community of 12, well, then I need four beds outpost. But you can actually get up to seven outposts now. So even if I had to use four beds outposts, I'm fine with that because that still leaves two beds outposts I can use for ammo. And then one I can use for something else. You know, maybe I need a beds outpost. Maybe I need a food outpost. So you still have plenty of options as long as you just put a little bit of beds in your base and then use the rest of that post. And I think a lot of people do this already, but I have seen a lot of players still using barracks, which I don't recommend using the barracks that much because the barracks, it, it takes up a large slot. Those large slots are so hard to come by and they're so valuable. There's a lot better things you can use in large slots. So I don't ever recommend using a large slot for barracks. But yeah, that's why, you know, I think the Beds Outpost is number one. So going through the list again, number one is the Beds Outpost. Number two is the Ammo Outpost. Number three is the Medical Outpost. Number four is the Food Outpost. Number five is the Materials Outpost. Number six is the Parts Outpost, which is pretty rare. Number seven is the Fuel Outpost. So that is our number seven. So that is our list. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed this and... I hope, you know, it makes sense what I was talking about and why I make the choices I do because the outposts are very important to your survival in the game and it's really important to understand what outposts you need most and which ones you don't really need to worry about that much because I think there's a lot of players out there still that, you know, think, okay, a food outposts, I need food the most, let me get, you know, a bunch of food outposts and there's my food. Yes, food is very important in this game, but I think a lot of players don't really realize that 
there's so many ways to get food in the game that the food outpost is not your top priority. And I think people wouldn't really understand as much that, you know, beds and ammo are, you know, a pretty high priority that you can't get in other ways. The ammo, they might understand a little bit more because I'm sure a lot of players, you know, understand that ammo is pretty scarce, but I feel like the beds outpost is really underrated. And hopefully this podcast, you know, sheds some light on it and, you know, gives some props to that beds outpost because that beds outpost is definitely handy. And I will say too that I technically didn't list it in any of this discussion, but technically there's an eighth type of outpost. The eighth type of outpost would just be a general outpost that does nothing for you except uh, have a supply locker. That would obviously be number eight because it's not giving you anything per day. It's literally just a supply locker and that's all it's there for. So there are a lot of buildings in the game that won't give you anything per day. They're not giving you any type of bonus. So I just didn't list that because it's not really a type of outpost. It's just this is like the general outpost, I guess, if you want to call it anything. So if anything, if that's going to be on the list, the general outpost would be number eight. And that would be last place because it does nothing for you at all. So you're better off to just have a outpost that actually is doing something for you. And technically, there is one other one I didn't mention, but it's not really worth ranking or putting in the list, in my opinion. There is one type of outpost. Um, it basically is usually the Dirty Bird Espresso. It's just a coffee, little coffee shop, a little coffee stand. If you make that an outpost, then you can actually uh, make coffee with that outpost. So that is, you know, something to consider if you really want to use that to make coffee. But in my opinion, it's not really worthy of, you know, being an outpost type. I mean, it's kind of just a novelty on the side of the road where, okay, let me just make this as a novelty real quick. Let me just use the locker. Oh. While I'm here, let me just make a couple of coffees and then destroy the outpost and move on. Like, it's not something you would ever think about keeping. It's not something you would ever think about keeping long term, in my opinion. I guess if you have seven outposts and you have one outpost slot that really isn't being used, you have your base already sustainable. Maybe, maybe I could consider using that seventh outpost slot on the espresso outpost where it would be kind of just extra, you know on the side but i would only recommend using that outpost if you have absolutely nothing else you need if you need anything else this is bottom of the barrel but if you don't need anything else okay go ahead and make this so i guess technically if you were including the espresso outpost and the general outpost as outpost then the fuel outpost would be number seven the espresso outpost would be number eight and then the general outpost would be number nine so Basically, the general outpost and the espresso outpost, those would be bottom of my list, but I personally didn't think they classified enough as outpost types to really list in the list. But if they, if you consider them in the list, then that is where I would put them if you consider them to be, you know, technical outposts, which maybe I should consider them technical outposts. I mean, technically speaking, you know, they are outposts you can get, so I guess I can include them in the rankings, but. So if they are included, then the new rankings would be Beds Outpost number one, Ammo Outpost two, Meds Outpost three, Food Outpost four, Materials Outpost five, Hearts Outpost six, Fuel Outpost seven, Espresso Outpost eight, and then General Outpost nine. So it really does not change anything because these are like the bottom bottom of the barrel where you're really not going to make much use of them. 
But I did want to make sure I at least mentioned that because I was sure there would be someone out there that's thinking, hey, he never mentioned the Espresso Outpost. Hey, he never mentioned that there's an outpost you can get that just does nothing for you. So those outposts are there. Just I think there's so much afterthoughts that, you know, I don't really think about them normally when I'm playing because they're just not really in my wheelhouse to they're just not really worth it, I guess I would say. But that's pretty much all we have for today. So I hope everyone enjoyed this discussion on Outpost. I know it's probably uh, not exactly an episode that people would be expecting to hear about, but I think Outposts are so important that I wanted to do an episode about it. But to kind of recap some of our news, next stream is possibly going to be on Sunday. If not Sunday night, then it would probably be Tuesday during the day. The next podcast is going to be next week on a Saturday. And we're not going to have a Wednesday one. Basically, I'm gearing up for the March 16th one-year anniversary of the podcast, and I'm trying to make a lot of changes. You know, there's going to be changes to the schedule. There's going to be changes to, um, I'm going to be doing some things more, some things less. So there's going to be a lot of changes going on, and I'm kind of gearing up for that. So that being said, uh, there's not going to be much of a Wednesday podcast until March 16th. Well, maybe, you know... Maybe not much Wednesday podcasts again, period, but we'll we'll get into that when we get to the new schedule because I haven't fully decided what I'm doing yet, but um, I'm trying to think on how best to work things around. So basically, you're going to have one Wednesday podcast on Crackdown 3 that I will commit to. So um, the week after Crackdown 3 releases, there'll probably be a Wednesday podcast about that going over it. and. Up until March 16th, there will be State of Decay coverage uh, every Saturday except maybe one. I might take um, one week off just to focus on gearing up for the one-year anniversary. So so basically, between today when you're hearing this and March 16th, there's four other potential State of Decay podcasts. Between that, I might take one of those weeks off. However, it will not be next week. Um, if anything, it would be the February 23rd or... March 2nd. So one of those two days, I might have a week off where there's no podcast at all. So I will let everyone know if that happens. But um, I'm thinking, if anything, right now, it probably be February 23rd would probably be the more likely date that I don't have any podcast. But uh, we will get into that when it comes. But next week, I still do plan to have a podcast. So I will see you all next week for the next Saturday State of the K podcast. Should be a lot of fun. And I'm really looking forward to our one year anniversary coming up. So I hope everyone tunes into that coverage. I have some pretty cool plans, I think. So we'll get to that um, more in the future. But if you want to contact me, you can contact me via email, theblazexperience at gmail.com. You can contact me via Twitter and Xbox at Blaze Experience, capital B-L-A-I-S-C, capital X-P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E. If you want, you can contact me on YouTube comments or Facebook group comments, which we have a YouTube and Facebook group. I don't use them a ton right now, but they still are in use. And if you want to talk to me on Discord as well, I would love to hear from you. I have a Discord, which will be in the show notes. Just look in the show notes and you can find the Discord link. And that link in the show notes never expires. So you're always welcome to join that. And if you want to find the podcast, you're obviously listening to it right now. But if you want to listen to it a different way than you're listening to it right now, It is available on Stitcher. It's available on Spotify. It's available on Google Podcasts, iTunes, Radio Public, 
Podbean, Blueberry, basically any directory you can think of, with the exception of iHeartRadio. I will try to get us on there. It's just a process to get on there, but hopefully it happens at some point. But basically anywhere you can think of, we're on there. So just check us out anywhere and let us know what you think. We are also on YouTube as well. So if you are someone that likes to watch a video more, then um, there is technically a video you can put on the background. And, you know, it has a little bit of sound waves and it's not super, super fancy, but it definitely um, you can watch it on YouTube if you want instead. So just look uh, in the show notes and find my YouTube link. But that being said, you know, that's all we have for today. And I hope everyone enjoyed this discussion on Outpost. It was a lot of fun and I look forward to being back next week. So thank you once again, everyone, for listening to The Blaze Experience. Oh, 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 oh,